Good morning, church family. Psalm 13.1 says, I will sing to the Lord. I'm sorry, 13.6 says, I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. Is anybody thankful for the generosity of God today? Lord, we love you. We're thankful for your goodness and your generosity to us, Lord. We're here to worship you today. Arise, my soul, remember this. He took my sin and he buried it. No longer I will live. Now Jesus
Yeah. Amen. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. We have an amazing day today. I'm That's right. so excited about what's about to take place. Just want to say good morning to all of you. And also, if you are here this morning for the very first time, first of all, we want to give it up for you. Let's give it up for Come the on. first time guests. Yeah. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Yes. And if this is your first time or we haven't met you yet, we would love to connect with you after the service today. Mark and I and our team are going to be out in the foyer. And if you guys would um, do me a favor, if this is your first time, if you would take the connection card that's in the seat pocket in front of you and fill it out, hang on to it till after the service and come and um, connect with us after church. And we have a gift to give you for hanging out with us. We're excited to meet you today. Yeah, and I also want to take a moment and welcome all those who are with us online right now. Can you give it up for our first time guests online as well? Welcome. We thank God for our online campus. We're so grateful to each and every one of you that weekly join in with us from around the country, literally around the world. And uh, if you would like to connect with us, uh, technically speaking, you can use your smartphone and just take your smartphone camera and use that QR code to connect with us or text D1 text to the number 84576. And listen, we'd love to get any one of you connected through prayer if you need prayer or if you got a testimony to share, we want to know about that. If you want to sign up for our grow track to really the investment of your life is to be discipled, to understand God's word and uh, to get connected to a local church. This is the way to do that. And we'll help you to understand your divine design through the Grow Track. If you've never been baptized, we would be so honored to partner with you in the celebration of baptism. And of course, if you would like to dedicate a child to the Lord, it would be our honor to support you in that decision and to help you along the journey. Listen, as those are joining online, we also wanna let all of you know that, uh, and encourage you to join with us on social media. I know there's a lot of bad stuff sometimes that happens on social media, a lot of negativity. We are positivity on the, uh, on the internet through all of the streams of social media. And even on Spotify, we've got uh, worship, that worship music that, that would be just so encouraging to you in your time of prayer. So I'd encourage you to jump online and uh, let us know you're there as well as following us. And then I'll mention one more thing is that we often use our YouVersion app of the Bible. And if you've never downloaded that, I'd encourage you to do that. You can find notes from the sermons that are available there. We give you all kinds of outlets and resource that from your home, wherever you're at, we want to make it accessible and easily available to know what God is doing here at Dothan First and to get connected to you and what God's doing in your life. So just wanted to let you know about those things. Well, listen, before we go much further, I'm going to let you know that today is not only a special day because it's Memorial Day weekend, but we also have some special guests in the house today that are going to be ministering the Word of God. Uh, Bruce and Marsha Headley are with us, and I'm going to officially introduce them in just a little bit. Uh, but from Convoy of Hope, can you give it up for them? We're so grateful for them. So honored that y'all are here today. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about them and their ministry in just a few moments. But listen, it's offering time. We get to give unto the Lord. How many are grateful God's blessed you? If he's been good to you, if he's been faithful to you, yes. come on. I just, I, I know that sometimes we look at 
what we don't have rather than seeing all the blessing of what we do have. And we need to be a generous people that recognize God's been generous to us. He's been so good to us. And I will let you know this is the time in our service where we give of God's tithes and our offerings, but I'm gonna let you know that at the end of this service, we're gonna take time for a special offering to be able to sow a generous seed into one of the greatest harvest fields that I know of in Convoy of Hope and in Bruce and Marcia Headley today. Um, so at the end of the service, I'm gonna mention that. We don't pass the plate, uh, but you can see the five ways to give right there on the screens. And if your husband and wife are seated together, if you wanna join hands together as we pray a prayer of blessing right now, and uh, maybe if you got your family with you, we'll pray that prayer of blessing over them as well. Lord, thank you so much for the honor and the opportunity that we get to give. Churches, you're obedient to the giving of tithes and offerings. God's word says, prove me now in this. See if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing, there won't be room enough to receive it. I proclaim financial increase on you and your households. I call for better jobs to the, those who need or desire them. I declare favor and breakthrough in court cases, settlements, inheritances, and estates that are justly yours. I call forth, Lord, even unexpected monies to be discovered. Lord, we bless every entrepreneur in this room. May your minds be inspired with godly ideas for creative inventions. And for those who own their own businesses, let abundant blessings be released on your company as you bless your employees. And Lord, today I bless every household. We pray blessing over marriages and families, over children and parents, over single parents. Lord, uh, God, I, I pray over the singles of the house. In every way, release your blessing. And God, we thank you that you give seed to the sower. And you're able to make all grace abound to us so that in all things, at all times, having all that we could ever need, we could abound in every good work. And I bless these, your people, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. And as you're giving today, as you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. And we, we honor all of our military, our veterans, and specifically those who laid down their life for the cause of freedom. Would you please turn your attention toward the screens as we honor those who've given the ultimate sacrificial price. Let's go ahead and take a look. To the brave men and women who stood up for freedom, who answered the call and fought for our nation, who paid the ultimate price and never came back. To the American soldier, we thank you. To the mothers and fathers who raised a hero. To the brothers and sisters with an empty space. To the sons and daughters who have only memories to the wives and husbands who bear the void with pride, to all who've lost a soldier they love, no gift could repay your sacrifice, no tribute could match our admiration, no word can contain our gratitude, but still, it deserves to be said, we remember you, we salute you, and we honor you today. 
I'm going to take a moment and invite all of those who are able to stand. If you are active military, if you're a veteran in this house, or if you've lost a loved one in the military, would you stand up so we can honor and recognize you today? Come on, give it up for all of those who have paid the price. Come on. On the front lines of freedom, we honor you. We celebrate you. We recognize you. You are a gift, and we thank God for you. God bless you. You can be seated, and I want to let you know that after the service out in the foyer today, we're going to have warrior Bibles that are available for all of those of you who would like one, especially those for a, 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 has a family member or, uh, or those that are in the military and, and you'd like to give them a Bible if they don't have one especially. This Warrior's Bible is a, a wonderful, wonderful, uh, it, it's more than just the Word of God. It's, it's also, in addition to that, it's a tribute to our men and women who serve. And uh, so I encourage all of you veterans, all of you active military, and uh, those of you who have a family member that's in the military that you would like to send them a Warrior Bible. It's free of charge, available after the service. Uh, you'll see it out in the foyer on your way out today. But, you know, when it comes to the gift of sacrifice, one of the greatest gifts that someone could give, as a matter of fact, the Word of God declares it. He says, is there a greater gift than for someone to lay down his life for his friend? And for those active military and those who've lost loved ones in the military, you know the price of freedom that we often take for granted. But when we think about the freedoms in our nation and, and some of them are being abused or misused, we also recognize a deeper and more significant eternal price that was paid. It was paid on Calvary's cross. Jesus Christ, who came to this earth, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on a cruel cross for our sins, and then the Bible says rose again on the third day to give us new life. We recognize the price, friends. For every sin that I've ever committed and every sin that you've ever committed, he bore that weight on the cross and paid the ultimate sacrifice, giving up his life's blood that we could be free eternally. And so today we celebrate in communion. Communion is uh, one, of the one of the sacraments of the church, but it it's even goes deeper than that. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, the Bible says he sat with his disciples and he explained the price that was about to be paid. So if you would take out your communion elements and the first, just peel back the tab that has the bread. As you pull that back and take that out, I'd like you to remember the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And our ushers are coming. If you did not receive the elements on the way in, they'll just be watching. If you just wave at them or raise your hand, they'll be able to serve you as well. We want to make sure that everyone has received. And you don't have to be a member of this church to receive with us today, but we will say that you need to be a member of the family of God. And it's very simply this, to accept the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. Reject the sin that you've been walking in and accept His free gift of salvation and forgiveness.
So they were there on the night of Jesus' betrayal and he takes the bread out and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. And today this bread becomes the symbol of that broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as he gave it, he said, do the, eat this. And as you do, do it in remembrance of me, the remembrance of what would take place. Remember the price. Today, Lord Jesus, we remember the price that you paid for our sins. Let's receive this bread by faith. Thank you, Jesus. After having taken the bread, he then took the cup. And I'm going to ask you to peel back the portion that has the juice in it. And he said, this is my blood, which is the new covenant. It's a remembrance of the price that was about to be paid, that he would shed every drop of his pure blood, that we would be free from sin. We could be cleansed, redeemed, saved, and healed. And so today, as we remember him, this juice, it just simply recognizes and is symbolic of what Jesus paid on the cross. So Lord Jesus, we recognize your precious blood and the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that remains today. It's never lost its wonder-working power. Thank you for shedding your blood on Calvary's cross that we might be free today. Let's receive this juice by faith. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. Thank you, God, for your goodness, your love, your salvation, your price. Friends, today as we prepare to worship the Lord together, I believe it's important that we remember a, a number of communities today that have endured mass shootings, the tragic loss of life in both New York and Texas. And today we honor those victims of, of such a horrific tragedy. And we recognize that the evil that's in the hearts of human beings to take life we also recognize that we need transformation in this nation. That friends, until the hearts of humans are changed, you can change all the laws you want, but until you change the hearts of human beings, people will still find a way for evil to exist. We need God in this nation. And so Lord, we pray over those in New York and, and in Texas today. God, they've endured such suffering and now I ask in Jesus name that you would heal those hurting families wrap your arms of love around them let them know from right here in Dothan that they might feel the comforting prayers of the saints of God that stand with them today God we need your touch in this nation and we ask for you to heal the hearts of humans that, Lord, we would live in a truly free society, but not just free to live however we want, but free to live how we should. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. Friends, I know that in a room this size, there are plenty that are also suffering. Whether you're dealing with a physical ailment, a tragic loss of a loved one, maybe a personal need, a financial need, maybe you just lost your job, I want you to know that the church is truly the, the, the body of Christ, the family of God. We're here together with you in this. And I'm gonna invite our elders, really your elders, to make their way to our stations of prayer this morning. We have three stations of prayer, one in the back near the exit sign here, one in the back near the exit sign there, and up in the balcony. And friends, while we continue on with worship in, in our, our time of music in worship, I'm going to invite you, as we all stand, to be able to stand and, and walk back to those three, one of those three stations of prayer and receive prayer from your elders today. That's what the Bible declares and encourages, especially if there's any sick among you, that you would go to the elders of the church and they would anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith. So we want to be biblical. And we are believing for absolute miracles. Friends, we've already seen miracles take place just in this house this week. People that we, we didn't know if they were going to uh, li live or die and God spared their lives. I'm telling you friends, we are living in miracle wonder working days and I'm believing the best is yet to come as we operate in faith and believe God and step out in faith. I believe miracles are going to take place and we want you to receive prayer today if you're in need. Would you stand with us all across this room? All of us, let's stand together. And if you need prayer, just slip out from where you're at. Go to those, one of those stations of prayer and receive prayer and believe God for a healing touch, a miracle, wonder-working touch from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's worship the Lord together.
lost and strong worship you and if it puts me in the fire I'll rejoice cause you're there too and I won't be formed by feelings I hold fast to what is true and if the cross brings transformation then I'll be crucified with you cause death is just the
Oh, 
are free because Jesus Christ came to set us free. Come on, he set us free from the law of sin and death and shame and guilt and pain. He came to give us life and that to the full. Today, I'm so honored and excited to be in a house of worship with worshipers, true worshipers that recognize the goodness of God and the freedom that he brings. And you can go ahead and be seated because today I am honored to invite to the stage a dear couple and friend of ours. They are uh, not just leaders worldwide because of their position as his position as regional director of Convoy of Hope. And he's going to give a little more description than I will this morning because I know most of you are very familiar with what Convoy of Hope is doing around the world. The establishment of, of uh, disaster relief where when problems exist and, and poverty exists and struggle exists, Convoy is there. And they represent and have represented you in many ways, especially over the last number of years specifically in Ukraine and the surrounding region where refugees have gone. And Convoy has been our hands extended from right here in Dothan. But I have to say, this couple doesn't just represent Convoy and the significant ministry worldwide of reaching people and freeing them from poverty. Bruce and Marcia carry with them a pastoral heart and ministry. Matter of fact, I would say once a pastor, always a pastor because they have pastored us without knowing it. They've pastored us at many times with a simple text or a word of encouragement and it's, it's brought life to Michelle and I at very strategic moments in our life and in the, the, the ministry of this church. So I wanna publicly say thank you to the two of you for that. But they're dear friends in this house and in Alabama because they used to pastor right here in Dothan back in the 80s. That wasn't that long ago. No. And uh, <laughs> I keep saying that because I was an 80s child, so I got to keep <laughs> reminding myself, that, was, that wasn't that long ago. But I honor and recognize the significant call on their lives. They've written a, a couple of books that we'd love for you to, uh, to purchase on your way out today. And they'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but but Marsha has an incredible strategy of prayer, a dynamic heart for prodigals to come home. Bruce as well with his pastoral heart and now his regional directorship there at Convoy. Um, it's just amazing to me that when people show up, when, when there's hopelessness that exists and people like these two and the ministry of Convoy shows up and brings hope in the middle of hopelessness, that is the call of the local New Testament church. And so we partner with you today and in Thank just you. a minute after he's done, I want to give you an opportunity to sow seed into what I said was the, the, one of the most fertile soil of, of what they're doing it, with Convoy and with Bruce. Would you, would you give it up for Bruce and Marsha Headley? Come on, stand to your feet and give it up for them. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Love you, Bruce. Oh. Wow. Thank you so much. Great. Wow, glad to be in the Wiregrass area. I just got to get some boiled peanuts before I leave. 
I mean, I love this area. I, I grew up part of my life here when my dad pastored out in, uh, at Taylor Assembly of God, outside of, uh, started my academic career at Rehoboth. So whatever I sound like, it all goes back to them. No, the reality is uh, we also pastored here, uh, started our pastoral ministry in Dothan, and uh, our first child was born here, and out over at Southeast Medical Center. And the, my son, who was not born in Alabama, but is a huge Alabama fan, whenever he found out he was born in Louisiana, he went into mourning. I mean, total grief. And he would say to us as a four or five-year-old, Dad, you could have gone back with Mom for me to be born in Alabama. I said, Son, as long as she was in labor, you're absolutely right. But there was no guarantee of that. So uh, my family is very much an Alabama family. My mom and dad, uh, who were the DYDs of Alabama for a uh, seven years, uh, and then my dad went to Springfield, Missouri to take over a brand new ministry called MAPS. And then God just exploded under their lives. Uh, a phenomenal work for the kingdom of God. And they're now retired and living there in Springfield. But I, they wanted me to say to all of you in Dothan, they love you. Uh, they still have dear, dear friends here in Dothan. And uh, it was a blessing for them to be able to pastor here as well. Uh, like Pastor said, I'm thrilled to have Marsha with me. Matter of fact, I think Marsha was far more popular than I am in this church. Uh, so many were, I walked in and uh, they said, where's Marsha? She's still in the car. She'll be here in just a minute. I at least had five people go, where's Marsha? Uh, well, she's coming, and uh, so we're thrilled to be here, and uh, I know she had a great time in the uh, discipleship class there in the cafe with all those there, and I understand it was so full, nobody else could really get in. Uh, she taught on prayer, and she has her book outside. Uh, we encourage you to pick that up, as Pastor said, and it's a 31-day journey. Folks, nothing... I have discovered nothing happens in the kingdom without prayer. In the kingdom of God, without prayer, nothing exists, nothing happens. It's the prayer of faith that moves the heart of God. It's not a recited prayer that moves the heart of God. It's the prayer of faith. You see, a person who walks in faith, the Scripture tells us God is honored by the actions of men and women walking in faith in their lives. Convoy does not exist without faith. Honestly, everything that we're doing today around the world, and we have only been in existence 27 years. In that 27 years, God has allowed us to go from the back of a pickup truck to now we have 27 tractor trailers that crisscross America distributing goods and picking up goods for us to use wherever they may be needed here in America and around the world. To those of you who are speed the light givers, thank you. Every one of our trucks, both the tractor and the trailer, has the speed the light logo on it because speed the light has provided for convoy. To all of those who you see your kids walking around with those BGMC buddy barrels, 
We receive an offering literally every month from BGMC to help us to continue to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through humanitarian ways, through tangible ways to see lives change. And we want to say to all of your parents that encourage your children to save that 10 cents or 25 cents or that dollar and put it in that buddy barrel. I promise you, it does not go to waste. And it is not overlooked. The gifts of Speed the Light, BGMC, Light for the Lost, and others, and churches just like yours that are giving, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I have 30 minutes. Okay? So I want to give you just a rundown. At two minutes before I'm finished, wherever you think I might be in that two minutes, don't worry about it. But in two minutes before I'm finished, your worship pastor is going to come up and go, he's rude coming up. No, I've asked him to. After that two minutes is over, I have a full expectation that God is going to give you an opportunity in some form or fashion at the end of where I'm speaking for you to respond to God. I've discovered this. And I, and, I, and I learned it actually here in Dothan as I was reading a magazine that I found at the Dothan Library called Psycho, Psychology Today. And in there it said these words, we remember things because they have been sealed in our memory. And at that point in time, obviously in the 1980s, it gave us stories like John F. Kennedy whenever he was assassinated, the Apollo moon launch. World War II, Pearl Harbor. Well, for us in more recent days, we can talk about 9-11. We can talk about things that have happened in our lives because those things were sealed in our memories. Well, I've discovered this. The Holy Spirit is also the sealer. And He doesn't seal it within our memories. He seals it within our spirits. So today before you leave this service, we're going to give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to seal something within your life. The Holy Spirit to speak very powerfully into your life. And those who are watching by the internet, we want to say to you, God is going to do the same thing whether you're in a hotel room, in your living room, somewhere else around the world. The Holy Spirit is going to speak and seal something into your life. You see a graphic up behind me. Several years ago when I preached here the first time, we were feeding 200,000 children on any given school day in different parts of the world. As of last year, 2021, through COVID, we're now feeding 465,000 children every school day for the glory of God. Yeah, give God praise. Now it's because of churches that we're able to feed these children on both sides. Churches that give and churches around the world that receive and we're able to touch those children's lives in their schools, in their orphanages. Our goal by the end of this year is to be feeding 517,000 children because of Dothan First Assembly and your great footprint that's touching the world. Thank you. But you also see up there, we've added to what we're doing. We trained last year 34,000 women to be businesswomen. Women that were in abject poverty in different parts of the world. And then we trained those women for 12 weeks. 
Then we sowed into their lives a gift of a business. We've been studying on this, and we've discovered the women that have gone through our program, five years later, over 96% of them are still in business. That means we're no longer having to feed their children. We're not having to feed them. We're not even having to provide housing for them because they can do it themselves. But we also work with farmers. Farmers that are actually, matter of fact, in Burkina Faso, because of the worldwide logistic uh, bottleneck of food being able to move by, be moved by ship, Burkina Faso could not receive what Convoy was shipping into them, but because Convoy had worked and trained farmers, those farmers said to us, as long as it takes, we will provide the food for the children of Burkina Faso. You see, Convoy has an exit strategy, and it's called the church. If Convoy can't be there, we're going to train women, we're going to train farmers, we're going to train students as they come up to be able to do the work of the kingdom in their own community. Because Convoy makes this statement, we do not mind feeding your children, we just do not want to be feeding your grandchildren. Because we're not trying to create welfare. We're trying to help people to rise up from where they were to where God wants them to be. We also see up there, we responded last year to 64 natural disasters in different parts of the world, including the United States. And by the way, it does not have to be completely in a huge metropolitan area. We responded to the massive flooding that took place in Waverly, Tennessee, in the middle of nowhere. But because that community, 80% of that community was almost wiped out because of floods going through that valley, convoy was there. The tornadoes that took place uh, at the latter part of last year in Kentucky, convoy was there. When Hurricane Ida hit the Gulf Coast, convoy was there. Different parts of the world. If you, 64 natural disasters and convoy respond to them, that means we're responding more than once, one per week. Right now we're responding to 22 disasters around the world. The number one largest disaster we're responding to that we were not equipped for, not ready for, did not budget for is Ukraine. But just like Convoy made a commitment during COVID that we would provide 10 million meals across America, and when we provided 10 million meals in six weeks, we saw COVID was not finished. By the end of that year, we had provided over 200 million meals through churches across America. Convoy's made a commitment, we're going to provide 50 million meals just this year to the Ukrainians and to those that are around in that area, Poland, Romania, and other parts, and in Ukraine. And by, what, by the way, Convoy's commitment is long-term. We've already secured a warehouse in Romania, and we're already distributing in Romania. We have a warehouse in Poland and we're using that to work with over 300,000 people in Poland every single day. Guys, when you're partnering with Convoy, your footprint goes well beyond the wiregrass. It touches the world for the glory of God. And you have the other, we have, we're in uh, last year 29 program countries, now we're in 35 program countries. God is opening phenomenal door, doors for us to touch and minister and touch lives.
for the glory of God. Amen? How many of you thank God you've got a pastor that has a heart for you, but he has a heart for the community, but he also has a heart for the world? That's exciting to me, and you need to be thanking God that God has brought uh, Mark and Michelle Benson to this church, and give God glory for it. We serve an unstoppable God. I don't care what the world throws at us. We serve an unstoppable God. Matter of fact, the subtitle is this, the unstoppable God who demonstrates reckless love to our lives. Hal Donaldson, who is the president of Convoy, who is also the founder, he made this statement, God had to do a work in my heart before he could do a work with my hands. Folks, if you don't let God do a work in your heart, it's almost impossible for him to be able to use your hands. But if you'll let God do a work in your heart, he will do something transformational through your life. He will do something so transformational that People will step back and go, where did that come from out of your life? But God steps in. In John chapter 13, verses 12 through 17, we see a reckless act of Jesus. In that culture, the lowliest of servant was the one who is responsible to wash the feet of those that are coming in to the home. Now, They had called Jesus Rabboni. They had called Jesus Master. They had called him Great Teacher. I mean, they had used phenomenal titles to refer to who Jesus was. But the last title they ever thought they would call him would be Servant. And Jesus comes into this, what we call the Last Supper, which we just participated in, communion. Jesus takes a towel. He takes his outer clothes off, outer garment off. He puts a towel around his waist. He takes a basin of water. And let's read it together. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher. You call me Lord. And you're right because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Not for just having the knowledge about them, but for actually doing them. Jesus said, you saw me washing your feet. Okay, guys, the rest of your lives is to serve others. The rest of your existence is to be a servant to those who you come in contact with. And by the way, as a servant, there's no one below you. (laughs) There's one thing about individuals who want to toot their own horn but I want to see if they pick up the towel. Are they willing to serve individuals? You see, Jesus demonstrated reckless love whenever he told the story of the 99 sheep and the one lost. In his reckless love statement, he's saying, listen, the 99 were secure. The 99 were in place. The 99 were protected. But there was one that was lost. Now, as the shepherd went out, he was not going out in the, in the daylight time. 
He was literally going out in the darkness of the night. He was going out when the animals began to roam and began to stalk their, their prey. They, the predators are out there. He was walking in dangerous territory where he himself could have possibly gone off a cliff because he was unaware of where his footing was at. He himself took upon himself the reckless love to go and find the one. Those 465 children, every one of them was the lost sheep. Every one of them had to go be found. Like Juan and Pierre, two little guys, both of them lost their parents in that massive earthquake in Haiti. I remember sitting down and all of a sudden, one of them tugged on my pant, and I put him on my, pant, on my leg, and the other one tugged on my pant leg. I put him on the other leg, and I sat there, and I held them. And, I, I, you know, it, pastor may have some phenomenal spiritual giftings that you can find within Scripture. I have giftings that are not found within Scripture, but I can make animal noises. I was raised in the country, okay? So I talk with the animals. I don't know what I'm saying, but I talk with the animals. I know sometimes I make them pretty ticked off, but, uh, and, and here I am, I'm making animal noises with these little guys, and they're just sitting on my lap, and uh, all of a sudden, one of them bobs his head and falls asleep, and his head just rests over on my belly. By the way, all your flat belly guys, you can't do this. <laughs> and a few minutes later, the other one Starts bobbing and fights sleep, then boom, falls over on my belly and sleeps. For two hours, these little guys sleep while, all, while the pastors are playing with all the other kids and having a great time. I'm holding the two little ones. And when it was about time to go, I, 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 I knew I had to wake up, the, wake up the little guys. And when I finally woke them up, all of a sudden, both of them looked at me with the biggest smile and just hugged on me. And the head of the orphanage came over and was just crying. I mean, she was sobbing. She was heaving. And I, and I asked through my interpreter, I said, why is she crying? And she told me, she said, these two boys came to our orphanage right after the earthquake. Both of them experienced their, their mothers dying, and they were in their mother's arms when they died. They have not slept more than one hour in any given day since the earthquake. And when they do wake up, they wake up screaming in fear. And to watch them put their heads over on your stomach and sleep for two hours and wake up happy. She said it was nothing short of a miracle. Every time I went back to the orphanage, I'd find those little guys. I'd say to the, orphanage, to the leader, I said, are they sleeping? She said, they sleep all the way through the night and wake up happy. You see, the love of Jesus Christ, the compassion of Jesus Christ to the, to the one that is lost, Jesus will do a transformational miracle within their lives. And that's why Convoy of Hope does what we do. We're out looking for the one that is lost. Jesus showed his reckless love by saying, let's go find them wherever they might be. Jesus showed his reckless love when a leper came to him. Listen, the, 
in that culture, the leper had to scream out, unclean, unclean, don't come near me. But what did Jesus do? He went near him. What else did Jesus do? He touched him. I mean, that meant Jesus was considered ceremonially unclean, except for the fact when Jesus touched him, he instantaneously was healed. You're talking about expressing unconditional, unstoppable, unbelievable love. It was Jesus at that moment saying, I don't care what the culture says. I don't even care what they see the law saying. I'm going to touch hurting people. I'm going to touch people who nobody else wants to touch. (laughs) Jesus wants you to know something. He knows exactly where you are. You may be dealing with issues in your life that you know are hidden to others. But they're not hidden to you and they're not hidden to God. I've talked to individuals, and they will say to me, you just don't know what I've done. God could never love me. God could never accept me. I had an uncle like that. But thank God for a pastor in Clanton, Alabama that stayed on him and pursued him and went after him. And one day that uncle of mine named Larry gave his life to Christ. He was considered by himself as the leper. The unclean, the untouchable. But when I had the joy and the privilege of doing part of his funeral, when the pastor got up, Randy Reed got up and spoke, he said, I... and." and, Hey, guys, I've done hundreds, if not a thousand or more funerals in my lifetime. I've done funerals of dignitaries. I've done funerals of very wealthy people. But I've never had a wall-to-wall, standing-room-only funeral until my uncle's. And the pastor asked this question. He said, how many of you came to this church and the first person you met was Larry? And how many of you have stayed in this church because of Larry? Over half that church stood to their feet. Folks, don't discount when Jesus says, I will touch the leper. I will touch those who are are considered unclean. I will touch those who everybody else in the world have already given up on and walked away from. God says, I can still use them. So today, as you're sitting here, I don't know what's going on in your life, but God knows exactly where you are. That's why God has us taking upon ourselves to reach out to women that are considered trash in their communities, that are considered worthless in their cultures. And there are cultures around the world, women are considered no more valuable than a dog, and in some cases, even less than. Picture with me for a moment. A girl is lying face down on the ground. 
She is crying almost uncontrollably. And men are standing over her with rocks in their hands ready to kill her. And there is Jesus. They said the law says this girl, because she was caught in adultery, is to be stoned. What do you say, Jesus? Now, listen to me. If at the moment Jesus identifies with a woman, they can say, you are complicit, you need to be stoned as well. And so Jesus stoops down in the dirt and he begins to write. This is one of the places within Scripture I wish they would have been a little bit more detailed. What did he write? I don't know. But as he's listening to this girl crying her heart out, as that girl is lying there on the ground and her tears are rapidly becoming mud puddles below her face, she's expecting at any moment the first rock to hit. Her prayer is, let the first rock be the most fatal blow so that I cannot experience the pain of the other rocks. But she knows because possibly she's heard or she's experienced herself that the first 10 to 12 rocks are going to hit her in places other than the place where it'll be a fatal blow because of the cruelty of the individuals. Could it be for a moment as Jesus is kneeling in that, on that ground that all of a sudden Jesus has a flashback memory? That could have been his mother. Because his mother was found to be with child out of wedlock. Now she had been betrothed to Joseph, but they had not been together. Could he have had a flashback and in his own mind, my own mother could have lost her life and I would never be here. The will of the Father could have been thwarted because men, in their attitudes, could have taken the life of my mother. Now please understand this. Jesus is already in his 30s. But when he went back to his very hometown... They said these words, is this not the son of Joseph? But if you study it, they were actually saying, is this not the illicit, illegitimate son of Joseph? They still had a long memory 30 years later. There Jesus is, kneeling down and looking at this woman on the ground as her, as her tears are creating the mud puddles below her. And he finally looks up to the men. He says, you who are without sin can fat cast the first stone. And the Bible says, from the oldest to the youngest, they departed. Jesus says to that girl, where are those that accuse you? Now this is a young lady that is expecting the stones to fly, but she looks up and she all of a sudden discovers there's no one standing there with a stone ready to, ready to be hurled at her. And I believe as she looks up, I believe the mud has just been caked on her face. 
She didn't care what she looked like at that moment. She didn't care that everybody was watching her weep uncontrollably. She didn't care because she knew her life was lost, but Jesus gave her life back to her. One of the dear ladies that we have worked with, she talked about that she would have to sit up in the, uh, throughout the night with a stick to beat off the dogs and to beat off those that would try to come around to cause her harm, to cause her son harm. She said, I would have to force those who were coming around me away from me because they were just coming and they would urinate on us. Convoy saw this type of this woman and said, God can rescue you from the hostile crowd. We're going to teach you. We're going to train you. She now has a tea room and a sandwich room. And she now has her own home. She now has a place for her son to be educated. And she's able to take care of all the needs. Because we were willing to stoop down in the dirt and be with her. My friends, listen to me. Jesus is willing to get in the dirt with you wherever you are. I don't care what it is. Jesus is willing to get in your place. Just like he was willing to say whatever the greatest need is, and at, the, and at one point the great need was <laughs> 5,000 people needed to be fed. Jesus said, we're going to feed them. They said, with what? He said, whatever you got. Convoy could have said, well, it's so sad. We're going through a pandemic. We said, no, God, if you can multiply the fish back then and the bread, you can do it today. God created partnerships we should have never had. (laughs) God gave us opportunity to work with individuals we should have never been able to work with. When I asked our president, I said, what do you think the catalyst was? He said, Bruce, we discovered that there were over 6,000 pastors in Central and South America that were starving. And we said, we're going to feed them. He said, at that moment in time, when we started feeding the pastors, many of them our own partners, we started feeding them. God began to bring the resources. He began to bring the partnerships. My friends, if you'll partner with God and say, Lord, here's my meal. (laughs) I'll share it by faith. God will honor it. Let me tell you, there's nothing in your life that God is not able or willing to reach into your life and heal you or work that out. Please don't limit God. That girl was limited by the law, but she all of a sudden discovered grace. That leper was limited by the law, but he all of a sudden discovered healing. Those 5,000 were limited by the small lunch, but then they discovered a blessing. Today, Jesus is in this room through His Holy Spirit. He's ready to provide. First of all, 
He's ready to provide the greatest gift ever given to us, and that's the gift of salvation. It's free. It's free. You don't have to purchase it. You don't have to work for it. It's free. I'm going to ask for you to bow your heads over this room. And by the way, there's nothing biblical about bowing your head. But what it does is gives you the opportunity to close yourself in with God and let Him speak to you privately without you having to worry if somebody else is paying attention to you or looking at you. I want you to ask yourself a single question. Am I a child of God? Don't ask, am I made in the image of God? That we know according to Genesis, the first few chapters. But ask yourself the question, am I a child of God? I'm going to be quiet for 15 seconds. And I want you to, every one of you, from the front to the back to those in the balcony, every one of you, ask yourself the question, am I a child of God? Thank you, Jesus. With your head still bowed, how many would say, Bruce, I asked myself that question. There was something inside of me that said, yes. Would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? You'd say, there was something that said, yes, you're a child of God. Just put it up and put it right back down. Great, great. Now, some of you didn't raise your hands. I hope you were... You're very cognizant of what I was asking. But you say, what's the big deal? I didn't get a yes. Here's the big deal. The Bible says the Spirit of God will bear witness with our spirits that we are children of God. If there was not a witness within your spirit, then you've allowed something in your life that's hindering your relationship with God. And the only thing that hinders our relationship with God is sin. But this morning, God is saying, today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of forgiveness. If you could not raise your hand a while ago, I want us to pray together. Audibly, out loud, a prayer of confession. Now understand, salvation is a two-sided coin. Confession is one side. That's what I'm going to help you with. The flip side is repentance. You walk away from the sin that you've been in and walk in a totally different direction. And that flows out of discipleship and that's where your pastor and the leadership of this church come in. But if you would say, I I couldn't raise my hand that I have Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Would you just lift your hearts toward heaven and pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you died on the cross for me. You paid the price for my sins. I ask right now, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I give my all to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The final thing, because I told you God wants to seal something in your life. Some of you are in this building and you need a healing. I mean, you need a clear, divine healing. 
If that's you, I want you to stand to your feet. You need a healing in your body. It may be a heart disease, arthritis. It could be a a, a hundred things. If you need a healing, I want you to stand to your feet if you don't mind. Because we're going to believe God for a miracle. Stretch out your hands toward these individuals right now. Because, Lord, we decree and declare your word. That according to 1 Peter 2, 24, He who Himself bore our sins in His own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes, by whose stripes, (coughs) we were healed. Jesus, just as you reached out and touched that leper and you healed him, you're healing the men and women in this church. And you're sealing within their hearts today that they are healed and made whole. Their bodies are being restored to health in Jesus' name. If you have a prodigal child, you have a prodigal husband, you have a prodigal wife, you have some prodigal in your life, I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to declare and decree that God is bringing the prodigals back home. We're going to declare and decree that God is bringing the prodigals back home. My wife and I, we had a prodigal. She just shared her testimony with Marcia. I was not prepared to hear all the things that she shared. You may know where your prodigal is. You may know, you may not know what's happening in your prodigal's lives, but I want to tell you, God. This old term, the hound of heaven, the Holy Spirit. He has not given up on your children. Lord, we declare, according to Psalm 127.3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And we say, Lord, bring these prodigals back home. Lord, I don't know how that woman was raised that was thrown to the ground, but she was raised in a religious community and as a prodigal of her own religion, she had strayed away, but thank you, Jesus. You said you're forgiven, now go and sin no more. Draw our prodigals back home, Lord. Draw the prodigals of the men and women that are standing back to you, O God. Lord, let this day, let there be a ceiling within our heart that, Lord, you have heard our prayers and you're answering our prayers. And you're bringing our prodigals home. Lord, we praise you. Finally, and I know this is going to be a real step of faith, if you have been dealing with anxiety and depression in your life, I talked to a business leader the other day. He said, I am so afraid of what's coming. He said, I've come to the point that I am living with depression. God has not given us a spirit of fear, folks, but of love and power and a sound mind. God has not told us that we can walk with anxiety. He said, we are to be anxious free. Can I be transparent with you? I walk the journey of depression. I'm not talking about I felt down every once in a while. I'm talking about a psychiatrist friend of mine looked at me and he said, if you were my patient, you would be hospitalized. 
But I'm here to tell you, our God is a God that sets people free. He sets you free from anxiety and depression. He told me 60% of girls under the age of 16 are living on some type of medication because of depression. He said the suicide rate among girls and boys under 16 has gone up over 300%. My friends, it's time for this to be broken in our culture and our society. He said we're seeing more hospitalizations of men and women over the age of 50 than we have ever seen because of anxiety and depression. Today, God wants to break this free from our lives. If you're dealing with anxiety, depression, I want you to stand to your feet because we're going to declare over you, we're going to seal over you that God has set you free. I know it's a stretch of your ego to admit it. But my friends, when God sets you free, oh, you're free indeed. Father, for those men and women that are dealing with anxiety and depression, for those that are willing to stand and for those that are struggling as they're seated, Lord, we declare over them that they will no longer live with anxiety or depression. Lord, we declare, Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, for in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will fill your life. Now, Lord, we declare and decree over those dealing with anxiety, fear, and depression. Today, you are set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Seal it within their hearts right now, Lord. They are set free by the power of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give God a great praise of Him right now? What He's doing in your life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And can you thank Bruce Headley for that word? Thank you so much. We love you. And beyond the word that you gave, the, the mission that you both carry, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness and diligence. When it's not been easy, but you've allowed yourselves to be used by God. Thank you so much. And I feel like it would only be appropriate to sow into their life and ministry because as we talked about it, the needs that are in our world are great and Convoy is being our hands extended and I wanna be a blessing to help meet those needs. So what I'm gonna invite you to do is, as I said, we don't pass the plate, but we, you can uh, give on the way out today in our giving boxes or at the kiosk. Uh, you can use the envelopes to get giving credit. If you're making out a check, you can make it payable to Dothan first and then make sure that in the tagline at the bottom, the memo line, you just write the word convoy. That'll let us know where that money is going or if you're you know, writing one check and it's gonna be multiple places, let us know. But we wanna be faithful to sow a generous seed into fertile soil. The Bible says you could reap a harvest of 30, 60, and 100 times that which has been sown. And I truly believe that. I believe in honoring and generosity. And so as you're preparing to do that, I want to let you know, uh, Pastor Bruce and I, and I call him pastor because, as I said, once a pastor, always a pastor. Uh, but we had talked previous to this. We met last night and we had uh, dinner together. 
But we didn't talk specifically about what uh, types of calling that, and response that you would feel and the congregation would respond. But I want to let you know that very last thing that you talked about of anxiety and depression. Uh, my dad has, is going to start a series this Wednesday night called The God of the Valleys. And for an entire month, every Wednesday at 6.30, we're going to meet right in here. We're, matter of fact, we felt so uh, compelled by this. And this was before the shootings. We just believed that this was a necessity in our church. And I want to invite you to come back out on Wednesday nights, even if you've not made Wednesday nights a normal practice. I know we've got youth and children's ministries that are available. But I encourage you to be a part of every one of those Wednesday nights here in June to let you see that God is not just the God of the mountaintops where we're on the big high and a blessing and hashtag blessed. But when we get to the valley points, and we often do, God's ready and waiting with his miraculous power to, to hold us and even to teach us things that maybe we never knew. So in just a moment, I'm going to pray over this time of giving, and then I'm going to invite you to prepare to give, whether it's by text or, or uh, in the kiosk or, or writing out a check. We're going to take a moment and just bless this mission and ministry, the mandate that's on their lives. Let's take a moment and pray together. God, I thank you for the ministry of Convoy of Hope that literally worldwide, we from Wiregrass, the Wiregrass area have been able to touch the world because of our giving. Thank you for that. And thank you for the generosity of these, your people, that today we wake up and we have clean drinking water and we have meals. We're not in the, sitting in the middle of devastation in, in a war or in Ukraine or a disaster currently right now. We're not sitting at the edge of a tornado or, a, Lord, a hurricane. But thank you, God, that we know around the world that Convoy is waiting and ready. We thank you and we speak blessing over them. For Bruce and Marsha, I speak a blessing over them strategically in their family, in their household, with their children, their grandchildren. Lord, in every way, bless them because of their faithfulness and the honoring of God that they've lived out, they've walked out before us. Now I pray a strategic blessing to overtake them. We thank you for that in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, as we prepare to close, I, I'm going to release you with one more blessing. But before I do, a couple of quick reminders. I know it's Memorial Day weekend, and we want to continue to bless and honor those who serve in our military and those of you who are veterans in the house. And we have waiting on you, if you'd like one, a warrior's Bible out on the, uh, just on the table. If you walk out and to your left, it's waiting for you, free of charge. We also have... Uh, as I said, Marcia and Bruce will be, they'll be stationed out there as well. Uh, we've dismissed already some of our leadership team to greet those who are first-time guests. Uh, we'll be in the hallway stationed out there. Just exchange your connection card with us, and we'll give you a gift for hanging out with us today. But we're going ahead and releasing those at this time that are going to be waiting out there ready to greet you. But I also want to remind you to, to, to take time tomorrow. I don't know what you got planned. You're going to go to the beach. You're going to go, I don't know, hang out with a barbecue and neighbors or whatever. Would you please take a moment and pray for those who've lost family members in the military fighting on the front lines of freedom for you and I? They were willing to pay a dear price. And I believe it's, 
it's incumbent upon us to remember them. And so if you have the day off or if you don't, just take a moment and pray for those families because we support them. We thank God for them. They are our heroes in this house. So would you just take a moment and pray and, and believe God with us that they would be comforted and cared for during this season. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and bring you peace. And may the Lord our God write his name on your heart and declare you're my child. No one can take you from my hand. May you know the love of your Savior that came and died for you and rescued you. And may you now know even greater to an extent the love and sacrificial love of God the Father to send his son Jesus. And may you give that love away to as many as humanly possible. I bless you to love God and to love people. I bless you to be an example of love to this city, to your family, to your friends, to your spouse, to your coworkers, to your kids and grandkids. I bless you to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Next week, I'm going to be sharing, Lord willing, a word of God on Pentecost Sunday that I believe is going to be transformational. Come back out and be a part of that special celebration. God bless you. We love you. Have a Jesus-filled week. We will see you Wednesday or Sunday. You're dismissed.